and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 346. On this episode, we've got a little news, and then we'll be discussing recent episodes of Timeless, This Is Us, Designated Survivor, Queen Sugar, and The Walking Dead, plus a brief reality check, some TV recommendations at the end, and listener feedback. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 346. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason, the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And this week we have joining us... Sissa Kay from the Sissa Speak Productions Network. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, but it's funny because when you said um, uh, oh in the middle of the first intro, I thought you like didn't watch one of the shows. And I was like, oh, I've also done that. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, we're talking about that show tonight? So you fit right in, basically. Thank you. <laughs> so we, we welcome you. And we did give you a little bit of warning. Um, but for people who may not have heard you before or, or certainly haven't heard you here, what is it? Or was it about TV? Is there a TV show? What is it that kind of got you loving TV, involved in wanting to talk about TV? What was that like for you? Well, I mean, it's it's a very hard to pinpoint the exact show, but I think it was just a big mishmash of being an only child of a parent that worked outside the home and mm-hmm. coming home after school. That was my thing. I would turn on the TV do homework and that just became my my outlet my friend you know tv was just there for me to lose myself into mm-hmm. and as a young you know probably 10ish up to teen years and and that it just i just loved it i yeah. i loved tv i loved getting immersed in books and i loved getting immersed in other worlds which tv provided so i don't really have one specific memory of a show i watched everything back then yeah yeah and that's what I did too like I was a uh, you kind of put me in front of the tv and it was like everything that was on I wanted to watch as much as I could yes yes me too and I watched all kinds of different things and I listened to all kinds of different music back you know and read all kinds of books I just liked pretend I guess yeah (laughs) oh for sure not being myself and and being someone else through books or, or movies or tv well, it sounds like you were part of the latchkey generation. Yeah. That's what I did. I, I walked home yes. from school and went into the house. You know, parents didn't get home until, you know, 5.30 or 6 o'clock or something like that. And yes. so I had three hours or so at home that I, you know, I suppose I could do homework. But, you know, the TV was right there. So, you know, that was, yeah. it was always uh, coming home and watching. Uh, back then, it was a lot of... Like whatever shows were in syndication on like your local stations and stuff like that. That uh, yes, mm-hmm. and after school specials. Yeah, and all, and all all that kind of stuff. That whatever you know might be on, you know, on one of the local stations. You know, at three o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. And so yeah, I I I totally get that. That's that's right where right where I was at is too, coming home from school and watching TV. <laughs> continued on throughout you know adulthood so now i'm just obsessed with various you know television shows and can't stop talking about it and um podcasting has really brought me uh, so much joy because you know back before podcasting you would just talk to whoever was around you that watched the same show and if no one around you was watching that you just were sitting there 
by yourself trying to talk to no one about, right. <laughs> did you see that? What just happened? And then, you know, podcasting came out and you can actually listen to other folks that felt like you do or that were obsessed as you. You didn't feel as strange about yourself <laughs> being that obsessed about something. But then you also had other people to talk to about it, which just blew my mind at the time. Yeah. So um, it's really I love it. Yeah, well, that was part of the reason why I was in on starting this podcast way back when was watched a lot of TV, but nobody like friends at work or other places. Nobody watched as much TV as I did or the same type right. of TV that I did. And so this was a great outlet to be able to talk with other people that watched the same shows that I that I did. And it's become over time since with hosts dropping out a little bit or or things changing, it's made it even more fun, kind of, being able to bring on yeah. new people all the time uh, to talk about shows. And the show list changes every week for the most part. So I get to talk about different stuff all the time. And That's really great. So, yes. Yeah, Meet new people. That's the best part about it. Yeah. I and, think. And you get to bring, you have yeah. your voice. You have to get to say your opinion about it, you know, yeah. and listen to others' opinions opinions about it for us we didn't when we started it's been nine years i think eight or nine i can't remember when we started you know one thing i didn't hear a lot of was some conversation from my point of view as a black woman and mm -hmm. one of the key I, I can pinpoint this the one reason that i wanted to start podcasting was because i was so annoyed by reality tv and namely like the competition reality tv like survivor or Big Brother, things like that, which I loved. But the black person always got voted off first, or they always chose mm. a black person who couldn't swim for Survivor, and you know you're going to an island, <laughs> and you're going to be around water. And I hate the stereotypes that yeah. whoever was casting was painting. There are black people who can swim. I'm one of them. So, you know, <laughs> why are you choosing to pick the one black person that you're going to have on the season of Survivor who can't swim? Right. Or who chokes when they get or who's scared of water. I mean, come on, you're doing that on purpose. So that's the kind of conversations we wanted to have on our show. We weren't hearing at the time. I know there's others that there probably were people that were talking about. I just didn't know who they were. Yeah. And that's kind of what got us started was, oh, no, we need to talk about it from our point of view and say how we really feel about how how these shows are casting, what they're depicting of people, not just black people, but women Mm -hmm. um, uh, other people of color. And that's kind of how we started our podcast. And it's been a great, great ride ever since. <laughs> Perfect. Well, awesome. We welcome you to Thank you. share our podcast with us today. Jason, you wanted to say something before we started the news. Yeah. You may have noticed by the time you're listening to this episode, that episodes have been not exactly coming out on a regular basis, uh, or the normal regular basis. I'd previously gotten behind a little bit, and so one episode got out probably like the next week, really. And I was going to drop a couple episodes close together, you know, get back on track. Uh, but then it looked like the site got hacked and it got taken down at a web host. So you may have noticed that the site was completely down, or if you tried to download something, you might not have been able. Oh my may, goodness! Might not have been able to. But then it turned out that it actually wasn't hacked. There was some much like you know, on a smaller scale, I guess, but how there was, you know, all these, you know, denial of service attacks, there was something 
that was hitting our site for whatever reason and just causing one file to use too many resources on our server at our web host. And so the site got shut down. It's crazy. And unfortunately, our web host was really slow on the fixing the problem or giving me information to be able to fix the problem. Mm. Uh, and uh, so that delayed the next episode from getting out. So by the time you've listened to this, you may notice that uh, hopefully after this, things will get back on track to our normal Wednesday, Thursday release dates. But I also don't want to just drop one episode right on top of the next one either. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, what's been going on with the why the, the podcast releases have been even more erratic than normal over the last few weeks. So there you have it, folks. That's awful. I know. It's like it's just frustrating to have to deal with all that. That yeah. is frustrating. Yeah, I was I was not happy with our with with HostGator when they they took the site down. I get it because it's causing problems for all the sites on that server. Right. But then to take two and a half days to get around to actually answering the support ticket that they created about it mm. when I asked for questions and to give me access so that I could go in and fix it because it, you know they completely shut it down. You couldn't log into even like the back end of WordPress or anything. Mm. And then they go, oh, it was a brute force attack. It wasn't a hack. It's subsided now, so we opened the site back up. And I was like, really? Somebody couldn't have figured that out like two days ago? You know, that it wasn't actually oh a hack, gosh. you know? So, yeah, that was, uh, I was not happy. <laughs> you host your files through um, your site? Well, or? yeah, well, they're host, the, the actual files are hosted on a different host for the, the files, you know, but the RSS feed and everything is run through. Oh, yeah. Oh, from the site. Off of the website. site. And so when that mm. went down. Yeah, it made everything go down. And it was, it was one of those perfect things too like i just released like the previous episode and then like the next day i always log in to see like like what the one day the initial size of the you know how many people downloaded in like the first day mm-hmm. yeah i went to log and into the site in. and, and it was the site has been suspended and i was like wait what because <laughs> there's nothing better oh. than sending out a link on social media and all this stuff for people to click yeah. on to come to a site that's not there I know. Right. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that's terrible. So hopefully it's it's fixed now. And so that's what Jason's going to be working on over the next few days. <laughs> Just a couple of news or things this week. ABC in what surprised nobody. ABC has cut the order for Notorious from 13 to 10. The writing was on the wall that on that one when it just bombed, I would say. And then Fox has cut the order for a different reason for mid-season comedy making history from 13 to 9. That doesn't appear to be as much about quality or lack of viewers, obviously, but more because they're working out their schedule and picked up the back nine of Lucifer season two, bringing it to 22 episodes in a move I didn't know was um, anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited about because I love Lucifer yeah. and I love Joe and Aldi and I love it. So yeah, if you're enjoying Lucifer, you're going to get way more episodes than you probably thought you were going to get. Cause exactly. if you're like me, I thought they were just going to do 13 like they did in the first season, but apparently that's not, it's one of the things that's doing really well for them. So they much like most networks, if it's doing well, let's do lots of it. <laughs> if it's doing well, let's run it into the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and make the people behind the show have to now come up with 
either a continuation of the story that they were telling or come back with a new story for the last nine episodes that it's uh, cool guys the people behind this show are some of my favorite people on earth and i know they can do it looking at you joe so that's our news sure there was more that will come i'm surprised that we're at this point that we don't have a single like flat out cancellation yeah nothing's nothing's been, been pulled nothing's been it's insane to me yeah i mean but, it's all pretty much sure that you know notorious is going to get its 10 episodes and be gone but yeah but still <laughs> but it's still yeah but, it hasn't gotten an official there's no wicked cities it appears um <laughs> this so far. oh wicked city um although i think like we were well we were talking a little bit about before we started recording is you know fox is looking at longer you know they're not looking at next day ratings they're looking at like 30 days of ratings and i think yes, more... they, they're running out the one live plus 82 yeah, yeah i think so i think that <laughs> i think that more networks are starting to do that they're not just looking yeah. at oh wow those, num those numbers are terrible and then it turns out that yeah, they're terrible, but if you take in, you know, a couple weeks later that twice as many people that watched it live have now watched it. Right. And that number is actually pretty decent, then mm -hmm. you know, then you got to you know, look at whether you're going to keep going with that show or not. Cuz now you got to look at different things to market it, you know, are you Cuz that was one of the other things that they showed uh that Fox put out today along with the the Lucifer stuff and that and a bunch of numbers about all their different shows now that the season is, you know, we're a month in to when they've had stuff premiere. So one of the numbers that they were showing was that their viewership of people watching it, their shows via Hulu was up 20% from Crazy. this time last year. Oh, wow. It's like a million to a million point two, but that's still, that's one of the things that people are watching it other ways. Yeah. And so you look at all these different numbers and you go, wow, there's actually a lot of people watching this. We might not be able to make as much money via ads on our broadcast network as we used to. But that's also why a lot more networks are starting to own their own shows or yeah. or production mm -hmm. companies that are owned by the same corporate entity are you know producing a lot of the shows for those networks is they can see, oh, well, we can put it on Hulu or it can be put on these other services or, you know, DVD sales or other things like that uh, are potential uh, ways to make money off of this show down the road because there is a, an actual market for it. And I think the last few years, they haven't been looking at that as much. Mm -mm. Uh, like it's been there, but they've been still, still making, it seems that they've been still making a lot of their decisions based on the, Maybe the live plus seven day ratings, you know, type of thing, but really looking at the next day ratings and and if it's really terrible, those shows have been getting, you know, still been getting canceled, even though some of them have had pretty decent, you know, pickup in streaming or stuff later. They're not giving shows time to get their following and get their feet wet. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure why everyone is so urgently needing to see it right away. Because sometimes certain things take time. You can't just, just like when you, you know, like in the corporate world, you can't reorganize and expect a month later for your numbers to be up. Yeah. You have right. to give it a little bit of time to grow. And some of the shows that I've really liked that leave after one season, 
it makes people leery. So I think a lot of people wait and see, okay, is this going to be yes. lasting? And then I'll go right. and just, I'll just um, binge it, watch it one weekend when it gets on Netflix or Hulu for two seasons, because now I know that they're in that they're going to have more episodes for me to watch. Yeah. Right. That's, it's been the self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm not going to watch that because it might get canceled, but then it, gets canceled because gets nobody's canceled. watching it yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, so, so yeah that's yeah i think that has been a problem and then also just that i mean how many shows have you there's so many shows out now that it's yeah. hard to find something or to find the time to watch something that even you might be interested in but mm-hmm. down the road you might be you know you might come across it on a netflix or a hulu or or a, you know dvd or something and be like oh and then watch the show and really enjoy it but then you know come to find out that there's only one season of it and so i think looking at these you know sort of the bigger picture it gives you they start looking at shows with a a more longer term view Mm -hmm. and uh you know something like notorious that nobody's watching and (laughs) you know initially notorious and then like the 30-day ratings are even that you know type of thing i'm sure like it doesn't raise it enough that it's still really bad Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's that's the type of stuff that uh is will get a show canceled now i think they're they are giving a much in the last couple seasons there's been a much less you know quicker hook unless something completely dies like a like henry mentioned like wicked city wicked Uh, city (laughs) that's our talk on rating prime time (laughs) Timeless, season one, episode four, Party at Castle Varlar. Um, now that I'm thinking back on this, Kurt and I definitely woke up after the episode ended. <laughs> We're like, did you watch it? So we watched it while I was in Chicago with Kurt. What did you think of this episode? I mean, obviously, I didn't think highly of this episode if it put me to sleep. Well, that might have not been the reason after a whole day of Chicago oh, set visit fun. We didn't watch it that night. We were <laughs> at a party and then a bar and then a burger place after Chicago's so, day of Chicago fun. So we watched the next day. The next day during your recovery period. Was, yes. Yes. <laughs> I I liked the episode. I thought it was it was fun. It showed some of the fun that they can have with it. Like in this yeah. case, they bring in spy Ian Fleming. Sean McGuire's so pretty. You know, into the show where they end up fixing sort of fixing the problem or whatever but it gives you fun stuff like at the end they get back and they're talking to the people who you know they remember what history used to be and what it and the people they're talking to now only know what the new history is right and they're talking they're showing them an a james a james bond movie starring sean connery that was all about uh that had characters named after them and stuff and the, the the one guy is like, a new James Bond movie? And they're like, no, it's been out since 64. And he goes, it's new to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and, so, and so stuff like that, the, the way that they're slightly changing history. I like that they're changing history in a way and like, and it's not being fixed right away. Like, that's what I was worried about yeah. because so many shows are like, we're going to rock the boat for an episode and then go right back to what we did. But this one is like, messing with history just enough that there has to be a Bible that's like 12,000 pages long already for a show on episode four. So they can be like, how did we change the history based on this? 
so that yeah. we don't do it again based on this. I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine being on that staff. Yeah, and so when you're writing things in the present so that people are talking about things or talking about or talking in ways that would make sense to the new history, not necessarily the, you know, the previous version. But the one thing I wish that they would do, it seems like since we've seen that things you take with you remain, you know, like the one guy is is recording them and stuff like that while they're gone mm-hmm. and and all this stuff. I really wish that they would when they figure out like the time period and stuff that they're going to, I really wish they would download on a thumb drive like all the news articles and things from that time period so that when they came back, they actually had a repository of what changed, not just their memories. Right. One of them is a historian. Right. She knows everything that ever existed and ever happened in history. Well, she would be able to, for some things, be able to say, you know, oh, that changed or this, you know, it used to be this way or whatever. But it seems like there's just a few little things in their, like, rush to go to solve the next problem or try and stop the other guy. Where I was just like, it seems like they're missing out on a few things that, that they should be doing. It seems like it would be really interesting for them... Like the one guy was super fascinated by her necklace Mm -hmm. and that it still had a picture of her and her sister, even though her sister's no longer in the the new reality. And I think that they, scientists and things like that, that they would be fascinated by seeing what the news stories used to be and how things, you know, changed based on what they did. There's not enough time in the show for that. I think they're always doing research there and going, oh, this is what happened at that time or this was or the time period that they could that they could uh take some information from sure sure. the time that they're going back it's not like they have to download all of the internet just some major (laughs) i really think they need to stop writing lucy getting hit on by every historical figure she encounters oh really (laughs) like 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 a couple weeks ago it was abraham lincoln's yes i saw that one Mm -hmm. yeah and then now it's james or ian fleming it's just like She's not just there to be like the pretty girl. Cause Jason, you pointed it out yourself. Like she's a historian. She's the one who knows everything about what, where they're going or why they're traveling there. Like she doesn't need to just be like the pretty girl that they dangle in front of these famous faces that they recognize. Mm-hmm. And that annoys me as long. I mean, now they've done it in what five, four episodes, as long as they don't keep doing it. Yeah. If that, if that becomes like, <laughs> but if that's like the thing they do every week, it's just, I'm going to roll my eyes. This is a show after the pilot I didn't love, but by the second episode, I did enjoy the second episode much more and it changed my mind a little bit. And then the third episode was fine. This episode obviously put me to sleep. So I don't know that that's a great positive, but. Except you talk about though, like they don't have time or whatever, but apparently the one guy that, you know, the billionaire guy has had enough time that he now has a whole repository of time period appropriate clothing for them. Of like course this, he does. Like this whole <laughs> like this whole warehouse that he's been able to put together of time period appropriate clothing. But yet there's I not, guess I mean there's not I don't enough time have an for interest the, in watching that. Yeah. Well I'm just saying I think it would I think there would be some instead of it just being they hop back off and they it could be something that they give them this other sure. information that it pops back up later. Because here you have in this episode, one of the things that Lucy's like, okay, 
if you want me to stick with this, you got to do these things. Right. You need to give me a really good cover story for why I have to keep as a historian, you know, as a professor, a history professor, why I got to keep leaving on a moment's notice, uh, you know, to come to this place. Right. Uh, and then, you know, why my, you know, what, you know, you figure that out. Uh, and then also that she wants to figure out how that she can change things so that she can get her sister back. Uh, you know, because the, you know, the first thing that they did caused something down the lineage to, you know, you find out that it's her half sister. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why she's still around and her sister's not. So there's a lot of places. So there, there's some interesting things in there. I just, I think it's fun, but mm -hmm. I think that there's just a, there's just a couple little things they could do story <laughs> point wise that would make it seem a little more serious Sure. You could take it a little more serious, not just completely as, you know, what fun, you know, time period are we going to go, you know, historical time period are we going to go back to this time? Have they said what Dr. Kovac is doing? No. I, well, the... Or whatever his name, I don't know his real yeah, name. Garcia on the Flynn. Because <laughs> the last week Ray was like, um, they told us what uh, something about Luca. And I was like, what? There's a character named Luca? Oh, <laughs> you mean Luca Kovac. Okay, yeah. again. I don't know his real name on yeah. there. Yeah. Garcia Flynn or whatever his name is. Goran Vizhnik. Yeah, Goran Vizhnik, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the thing, there's the Rittenhouse group or whatever that's behind all of this stuff, you're not sure what they do or what, but they can basically shut down somebody's car and uh, have a little conversation with them on the side right, of the road exactly. and then just turn it back on again as uh, and leave. Mm. You know, a after Rufus, they have the ultimate power. Yeah, so so like Rufus says, I'm not going to do the recording anymore. I just I you know I need these people to trust me and I need to trust yeah. them on these missions. And then, you know, all of a sudden his car, like on the way home, his car just shuts down and, you know, a car pulls up behind him. And, of course, it would be an old white guy who's part of whatever this nefarious group behind it, you know, has a little talking to with him about that, he, you know, he needs to keep doing the recordings because they need them for whatever and blah, blah, uh -huh. blah. And then says, you know, have, a, you know, a safe trip the rest of the way home. And then his car comes back on. Yeah, uh, you know, so wow. they, all the power, and so they have some ability to, you know, that's that's not just like you know some sort of thing where you can shut down electronics. That's like a, and it and, and then it's just dead. That was like a temporary like shut down yeah. of the car, right? And stuff, and so they have there's whatever this nefarious group is and what they're doing, or and they're behind. While there's the face of it is this billionaire guy that created this place to design the. The firm he's beholden to this Rittenhouse group. Only seems like he and and Rufus know anything about the connection. But it seems that Flynn is trying to root out the Rittenhouse group in history. Okay. And so you're not quite sure whether he really is like trying to do something good, but he's going about it in such you know a terrible way where he's trying to. Okay. Where he's, you know, like he's helping Nazis and stuff like that in this episode. And he's not just wanting to kill Lincoln. He's wanting to kill, make sure everybody else that to get all these other people as well was, you know, the plan to, you know, change history. And so you're not, since you're not sure what this group is, you're like, maybe this group does need to be taken out of existence 
because Matt Frewer's character seems to be on board, sort of. Right. Like he he seems to agree, but he doesn't. He's not in. On, he he's not really in on the all the killing and all this type stuff. So that was. So it's something to do with whatever this shadowy group is that they've started to you know get a little bit more and you know, which is Luke, where I start tuning out because I care about the tra- time travel and yeah. the fun clothes and that side of it, but I don't care about this nefarious. And so, group. and so Lucy knows the name too. She doesn't really know what it is because she's heard about it from Flynn when they've met in the past a couple times, and so mm-hmm. she has you know some information and and so uh, it'll be interesting to see. I did like in the previous episode when rufus was talking about like you know are we on the right side of this how do you how do you know and so there's some interesting questions like that that are coming up but that's the thing like if those if you want me to take all of that type of stuff seriously you need to do some of these other things so that the mission of the week while still fun i can take you know what's happening a little more seriously right Uh, and it's not Mm -hmm. just the the romp of the week uh, into history which admittedly is the best part of the show so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'll keep watching, but I don't know for how long. Um, here's another show. Okay, I feel like I'm in the 100% minority on this one, but This Is Us, Season 1, Episode 5, The Game Plan. I just... So you're I not liking seeing, it as much as everybody no, else? Is that the... I keep, seeing all, I keep seeing everybody talk about how it's like this big tearjerker, and everybody's crying every week, and I'm just like, eh, no... I can see where some of those types of things, some of the situations that they're uh, that they're doing are like that. It's a little less so than than the previous couple. I just think that they tell a really interesting story in a really interesting way each week. Yes, I do too. I care I'm... only about Randall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's well. I like all of them, actually. I like his family and his wife and William and the girls. And, like, I'm so invested in that in that family yes. that I'm just not – I don't know. Kevin but, just seems too dumb for his own good. And the whole painting metaphor, like, I just get lost in – I don't know. I think I'm just approaching it from a way that maybe I'm preventing myself from loving it. I don't know. I think that – that sort of worked. It may have been a little over the top, but I think it gave it actually gave that character a little depth. Yeah, I like the conversation that he had with, you know, with was it William about him doubting himself all the mm, time. I did too. And I really did. Have, you know, his sister was always pumping him up and stuff like that, but but he still, you know, doesn't, you know, even though he sees himself as good in different things or whatever, he still tears himself down when something's not. Uh, not working and I like how they they show parallels between you know the historical stuff I like this last episode that it kind of went you know back even another generation where we saw the parents of the parents Mm -hmm. that was interesting and how you know you know how they grew up and how that affected how their lives and how they viewed children and things and then once they had kids and their situation, how that, uh, you know, has set the kids that we're watching now uh, in their their daily lives, you know, where where that puts them. And I think that's such an interesting way to tell the story where you just see while things aren't as big of surprises as they tried to do in the first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. It's now more on the level of things are surprising 
just because you didn't know them before, it's just like anything yes. else. As you're getting to know somebody, they're telling you a story about something that happened in their life, in their past or something like that. And it might be a little surprising to you because you had no idea that they were involved in such a thing. And so we have all these characters and we're learning about their lives and how things intertwine. And so those things are kind of surprising, but not in a huge grand way. Like, Oh, Hey, look, we're in two time periods or, or things like that. You know, I I'm really enjoying the, the show. I am too. And, and this is, I, when I saw the previews for the show, I said, Nope, I'm not watching this mess. Hmm. It looks too sappy. <laughs> it's just going to be a tearjerker. And I don't want to be doing all that crying. I didn't, I haven't cried yet. I don't think so. I'm not one of the sappy. I mean, I have, I had a period of that about a year ago where I would cry at commercials <laughs> and now I'm like, eh, okay. But it, it is very touching to me. I like uh, programming where it really explores the relationships between people mm-hmm. and that's what this show is all about it's it's really about how their relationship the parents relationship has grown and then how they started out with the kids and with the third baby and then going all the way into the kids uh, relationship with each other which I find fascinating and I really love Randall and his family but I loved it when Kevin came because we know from a previous episode that Kevin and him didn't quite grow up to be best friends. Right, right. And I want to know more about why is that? How, you know, how is that? And, you know, and- that, that's a good point. Like, it makes me, because I guess maybe that's where I'm coming from, because I want to know that too. But they're going to take a long, long, long time to get there. And <laughs> that, I guess I want, like, you know, instant gratification. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They got to do 22 episodes, okay? Oh, that's true. <laughs> they got to stretch it out. <laughs> that is very true. I, and to be honest, I couldn't care less. This is terrible. Couldn't care less about Kate. I don't I like know it. why. I don't I like know why. It. Yeah. Toby is like just trying too hard. And I, I don't know. I just, maybe I just have a bad attitude towards this show. Yeah. I like Kate. Except I was really worried when I, this is another one, when I saw the previews, I said, okay, I'm a fat person myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, are they going to show this fat woman on TV with all these stereotypes? Because the only commercial you saw was her opening up the refrigerator and showing all this food with no, and I'm like, okay, so first of all, as a fat person, I don't have ho-hos and cakes and cookies and donuts and all this stuff in my fridge. And I don't eat it all at one setting. You don't, most people that are larger aren't going to the drive-thru and getting 10 hamburgers and eating them all right. up. No, you're right. You, it's just something that's gradual. So I'm like, okay, are they going to go the stereotypical route of what they think large people do in their day-to-day mm-hmm. and how they obsess over weight every day? No, that's not how most people are. There are people that do that, yes. Yeah. So I was really annoyed with the commercial but I was pleasantly surprised when I watched it. They did do some of that, which was a little annoying the first episode, but they got past it. And it is ha- it is a theme because that's part of her character. Right. And I'm trying not to be annoyed that they keep focusing on that. But what else would they focus? That's her. That's the character in the way it is. But I yeah. actually kind of like her. Now that Toby gets on my nerves. Yeah. He's just this, so. This ah. episode in particular, he was really on my nerves. I kept saying, quit. Coming, or I mean, it's like a stalker level now. Yes, 
every single minute of the day does not have to be with her. Let her have her night with her game by herself. Yeah, and they're so early in their relationship that does he really have a right to ask her, like, why she wants to watch the game by herself? No. I don't think so. I don't either. I agree with you. Yeah, that that annoyed me. So this is the only storyline that the only time I was really annoyed in the last five episodes was with him. Up until now, he's been funny. He's been cute, you know. But this one, I'm like, okay, it's too much. It's way too much. So they need to fix that. Yeah, well, (laughs) I did like his reaction in the previous episode, though, when she cyber-stalked and then ended up getting a job (laughs) With yes. his ex-wife. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was interesting. I thought that also gave interesting backstory to his character that him, you know, he used to be much smaller and and stuff, and part of how he ended up being so big is that she cheated on him and and all these treated him bad and, and, and treated mm-hmm. him terribly. And while you know she may look great, she's a ter- you know, she's kind of a terrible person, at least to him. Right. And that he got you know, after the divorce, he got super depressed and how he got through it was basically that he ate, you know, and, and, uh, you know, so that, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I mean, I've been known to stop stuff. myself into situations like that. <laughs> so I do relate to her. <laughs> yeah. And so I've I, done it very recently to the point where I made myself sick to my stomach cause I was stalking someone. <laughs> And now, oh, wow, that's an interesting topic for another podcast. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> a whole other thing. Um, but so I know I, I do. I understand that. And I don't know what I don't know what it is that's not connecting. I because I don't know. I maybe I'm expecting to go into it and like because I'm seeing so many people say it's like their their favorite show and they're crying and then like am I missing something? Like, what am I missing? So maybe I'm watching it expecting to see something that I'm not seeing. And that's why I'm not. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it is sort of, you know, an expectations thing. And if, you know, it's like going into a comedy expecting to laugh and then not, you know, that's you, you, you hear everybody's crying and that it's a real tearjerker yeah. and then you go in and nothing mm-hmm. makes you, and you, makes you cry. And you're like, cry. You're like, so am I? The I'm cold, dead inside. Am I the cold-hearted one, or because normally I'm not. not? Like I'm like you, who cries at, like you said a year ago, at commercials. Like I cry at, I cried four minutes into Hamilton's PBS doc. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I am a crier. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's probably the inter- interesting juxtaposition is that you're normally a crier, and for whatever reason, this one's not. Not you cry, even you. though everybody yeah. is saying that it is. I think there's certain there's certain moments. I think they hit certain dramatic points and and certain things yeah. that that it is. I think it falls into that realm of it's you know touching in so, some ways, sure. certain stories and stuff like that. But I'm not like getting all you know uh, uh, weepy eyed or or whatever over it. I do think Milo Ventimiglia is doing very. He's doing great work. But I think they're also doing it in a way that you don't totally see the manipulation. Like I think, mm-hmm. like I said, they're they're telling the story so well that I'm interested in in learning about these characters and how all these things interacted. And like you said, you know the the two brothers. We found out they didn't exactly grow up well, but we saw you know the pool episode. Mm-hmm. Part of what the difference was like in that episode, he just got completely ignored. Like they were paying attention right. to the daughter and to. 
and, Randall. To, and to Randall because yep. I mean it made sense at the time they like lost track of him so <laughs> of course they would yeah. be uh, but in the meantime while trying to find one they lost track of the other and so you could see you know probably there were situations like that that maybe he, you know at, he felt left out at times or things mm-hmm. just didn't work out and so I I find it interesting seeing their history and how they grew up in little bits and pieces and how that ties into how they are now and things yes. that they're dealing with. And, uh, I, I just, uh, well, I'm not, you know, breaking down crying every week. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not either. I, I'm, I am enjoying the episodes. I think they're just really, really well made. I agree. Talking about having a, a huge Bible of how you're telling your story. Yes. They've got to have all kinds of things like touch points marked out for them to hit on, uh, at certain points when they're telling these different stories that they can't, you know, they can't fully tell too early or they don't have an episode later, you know, type of thing. I just wonder how long that's going to last. Like, how long are they going to be able to keep this going? Yeah, it, at long term, it does seem like it might get a little old. But, I mean, they have, you know, 30 years of history that they can go back and tell yeah. previous stories about. I mean, we've already seen it's not just... We've seen them tell stories in just these uh, five episodes of when the kids were born, when the kids were, you know, young, when they were a little bit older, you know, and when they and, you know, and then go back to telling the story when they were babies. And then, you know, the game, the game plan was there was no kids in the in the, in the you know, before. The right. And so mm-hmm. and so there's lots of story to tell i think it's i do think it was interesting that they threw it on the head and that rebecca's character was the one who was like i don't want kids especially in the late 70s to be a 29 year old woman well yeah she said everybody she knew had kids already yeah they're doing nothing though to endear me to john weirdest character like i don't care about miguel at all so um i hate that she's married to miguel in the future and that's the one thing we could do less of is is having Mandy Moore's aging makeup. Yeah, they they did not. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, it was. I do say I, I saw was... somebody say that she looks like Diane Keaton, which, yeah. which is amazing because that's who played her mother in that movie that time. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I don't it think was... really she looks anything like Diane Keaton at all, <laughs> <laughs> except if you count the hairstyle she had. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that the makeup was necessarily so bad. I just think that. That combined with how she was acting just made it feel like she was older than she actually would be. Well, she'd be in her sixties. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, she'd but be it as made, old as William. But it made, right. but oh, it, that's for some true. reason, she seemed like it seemed like they were trying to make her. I don't know, almost like too feeble, but yet she wouldn't <laughs> she be. <laughs> she wouldn't be that. I don't know. It was. It was like they went. It. They, it all the uh, all the things didn't quite work together. To, for you me. look old doesn't mean you're feeble. Right. I didn't think she looked feeble, but I think they were trying to make her look. Well, I think that like, some like of the times the grown. way she was trying to, like the way she walked or stood up from sitting down, or or different things. I mean, like, I she was trying. Stand, to, well, the way I walk when I stand up, I know, up, but I'm it, it just made it, 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 just made it feel like she was trying to act too old. <laughs> or something i I don't know it just i get it there was something about it where when all the things came together it just didn't connect with you it pulled me out of it because i i wasn't i was going that's mandy moore (laughs) right 
it made up to be. And so that's that's the only thing is, I mean, we talk about that all the time. You know, anything that's a that pulls you out of a show uh, that makes you start think that makes you start thinking about other things, except for like the story that's happening is is where things don't quite work for me. But so far, there's only been one episode. This show is so good, though, because in one episode, they're telling us this backstory of them going through tough times where he's drinking the Jack, the father mm-hmm. is drinking and she's taking care of the kids and he's staying out and he didn't want to come home. And then they make up and, you know, they're back in love. And it was just, a, she said, you got to stop all of that. And then the next episode you, re- you find out she's married to Miguel and you're like, what the heck happened? Right. So obviously it didn't work out. And I love how the show uses the episodes, not the same one, but for, you know, the ones down the line to kind of give us a little bit more of the puzzle. And we think we know where it is, but it's really not there. And they're just adding those layers. And I feel like that's what they're doing to the characters too. Yeah. Cause we weren't and, sure but- about, we weren't sure about Jack and now we've, well, I knew about Jack cause they told us in the original pilot, they showed us, <laughs> but and then I was like, well, he's not dead. Oh, they now, did. But oh. now you, but now you know for sure that he's, that he's dead, but you don't know. When? when it could right. have been a year ago yeah there's yeah. still plenty of story of like yeah there's a lot of story of like left where you know how long has it been you know since that uh, and then you know ha- somewhere along the line they'll get to that epi- you know an episode like that yeah. and how that affected all of them and on a very special episode of this is a special episode <laughs> I do agree with Amory though. The I do find myself just wanting a whole hour of Randall's family. Yeah, oh, I love and them. what's going on with Randall. I love that character. How he's so kind of like obviously he he gets manic in a way, and yeah. he gets like fixated. And the wife is like, "Gotta shut that down." And right. uh-uh, he's not going through I, that. And I, I like the, whole, the little we'll take girl. The, we'll take the hotel. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. And, then, and then when he gets to the hotel and he's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. And it was just, he, he even goes manic about the way that he's like, here's how we're going to do everything. And yes. then we're going to eat burgers and maybe we'll eat spaghetti, but no, we'll eat burgers. Like their relationship is just very strong. And Sterling K. It. Brown is just unreal. I love him so much. Oh, he's, he's beautiful too. Yes. Yes, he is. And their kids <laughs> are adorable. And oh, those like girls. they're child actors that know how to act. And I just really liked it. I and love that, that story. The baby girl is my favorite. I just can't stop. I just want to hug her. Yes. The baby one. Her little, yeah. her little earrings in her ears. Like she's just so oh, cute. No, she's just so cute. But oh. I like Kevin too. And I like when Kevin came and how he interacts with the girls. I like how William is there and he yeah. interacts with the family. And I actually really liked William and Kevin together. I did too. Talking. So anyway, I just liked the show. So that's This Is Us. I'm still, something's holding me back, but I'm going to keep watching. I got caught up and I'm enjoying it enough. I just don't love it yet. Maybe I'll get there. But here's a show I do love, which is also a show that I wish they would just get to the point about, but they can't. (laughs) Desmond Fiverr, season one, episode five, The Mission. It's that thing again. We have 20 episodes we got to fill. I know. I know. I know. I'm just like, I'm so used to like cable dramas like Fargo. That, that's one of my favorite shows. It's only 13 very wonderfully contained episodes. And I'm like, okay, 13 yeah. is beautiful. Why do we need 22? Um, but Kiefer is just, I love him. And He's it's fun. crazy how 
different from Jack Bauer, he is still playing. Like you think maybe the first episode, he's very like subdued and he's going to be the anti-Jack Bauer, this guy who takes charge, but he's still walking that line of being like a very even keeled kind of guy. He's not going to go break down walls. He feels terrible. And I just love him. And I love, I love the show. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love Kiefer Sutherland. I've loved him from, I think the lost boys is my first experience with him. Yeah. Even though he was a bad vampire, but he's so Um, bad. (laughs) He's so good, but I did have reservations when I saw the previews for this or before it aired, because I was thinking, am I going to be able to see him as anything other than Jack Bauer? Because if I, if he's supposed to be this meek and mild man who doesn't know what to do and we've watched him for years, take charge and kick butt, you know, and, and shoot when he needs to shoot and dodge where he needs to dodge. Am I going to be able to do it? And I, I'm glad that this show is good because I can see him in this role. But when he gets convicted, you know, when he knows what he wants to do and he tells them, you see glimpses of that, (laughs) that strength. And that's what I like, like about it. And I like that he's really sarcastic in a way, too, to Virginia Madsen's character, where he's like kind of like, oh, your support knows no bounds. Like, like he knows this woman <laughs> is clearly out for his job and he has no time for it. And he's just like, oh, how great for you. Um, I'm so glad that Hannah did find a break and that she and Malik Yoba are like getting to the bottom of this bomb shelter in the Capitol and like finding a little bit about what McLeish is up to, because like. Yeah. I don't want her to just be pushed aside. I want her to be this badass woman that's now, like. Do you find it a problem? I do, well, I find it. Okay. What do you think about that <laughs> whole story? Sorry, I got caught up. That whole storyline to me, it's now probably what, four days or five days or a week or whatever after the bombing. Uh-huh. Why would they not have briefed him and said, I think something's fishy over here? I I don't know because initially when they sat him down, they told him that it was definitely this terrorist group, that that's what they had the science pointing to. Even when Nikita had, you know, ideas about it. Mm-hmm. So at this point, because like, and I get that they're like, we, we can't trust anybody, but I feel like they need to take it to the president. Like Jack Bauer needs to do something about it. Yes. Yeah, well, I think that that's something that has to, that'll probably happen at, at some point. Uh, They're gonna offer now, this guy the vice presidentship. Yeah, I know. But wait, that's that's the thing. It's like once they find out that's going to happen, like if he's actually going to accept, that seems like something where you're just like, uh, we can't. We need to like at least get in and see the president, like, and yeah, and tell him what we found. Uh, I get the where they're at now because they don't know that's happening yet, and okay. based on based on everybody, the whole construction crew is dead. You know, type of thing uh, where you had like eight people all die of various different accidents in the last, you know, few months since the construction was completed mm-hmm. uh, on on the thing. So so there's that. So but if goes farther than that, where all of a sudden they decide to still keep it, that information from the, you know, and not try and get it to the president after finding out, that'll be a little weird. Yeah. I think it's weird now, honestly, because she's gone to Virginia Madsen and she's asked her for plans. Well, if I'm asking for plans, that means I think something's going on. Why does this man live? Why can't we just say, hey, we're following some leads, Prez, but 
we find it fishy this dude lived when everyone else died and he wasn't in his seat. I mean, just to give him a preliminary report to say, yeah, we're investigating. There's something else going on here. Yeah, it could have been that terrorist group, but then they also could have had help here. Exactly. Agreed. I'm on the same page as you. I think so, too, now. Like, once they... I mean, I, I see where you're saying, but I also... Now that kind, they have proof. Now that they have, like, yeah. this was a got, bomb. They've got more proof and stuff. I kind of get where they don't want to tell anybody else. And right. I, and, nope. and they... And it should be something that they go straight to the try and get straight to the president uh, with and giving his present position based on how everybody else died uh, and stuff. He he has access to the president, so he should be able to get time with the president without anybody. Okay, do y'all find that fishy? Malik Yoba, do y'all not find him fishy? Well, that's the thing is they they put. They put everybody in sort of a fishy spot. Like when she asks for the plans and she's just like, oh, well, we heard there was some construction and we want to check in to see if that may be how they got the bombs in. That totally makes sense. Except that they they have – why am I – I, I still don't have everybody's character names down yet oh, on, like, on this I show. Call, Virginia, Virginia Madsen. Yeah. Virginia Madsen's character, she gives her like – this look as she's leaving and she does. It, it's one I of those well i know but it's also but they <laughs> they they sit oh on God. it for just long enough that it makes you question like is she well she did say i want to know everything well yeah later on she on. says that too but it's one of those looks where you're supposed to go oh is she know more about this already than she's letting on now she wants to know more but but because of that look you're not sure uh, and then you have now McLeish, like what it, like why he just looks sketchy. Well, yeah, uh, you know who's the person that called her and and told her to to check out room one hundred five. Uh, it's the little things That's on the show. Yeah, I forgot about it's that. It's the little things though, and and so then you have yeah, like Malik Yoba finding out about it and but keeping it quiet and, keeping and- it, wanting to keep it quiet. You sort of get it, but then you look in and you're like, is that going to be part of the conspiracy? You, you really don't know who all you can trust <laughs> anywhere here. Yeah. Because uh, they made it seem like the general at the beginning was part, maybe in on something or something. Bubba. I like of, Bubba. You know, he wanted to get rid of, you know, the president or whatever. And, and so there's, you know. Wait, who, Michael yeah. Williamson? Oh, you're talking about the other general that he fired. Yeah, that the one that he fired. Assessment? He seemed like oh, okay. Yeah, he seemed like at the beginning he was in on you know may have been. Oh, he totally did part of but something. But I think he's or, the bomb stuff. Yeah, he just that that was yeah, what it is. But and so they have all these different characters that have a little bit of of question about like why and what's going on. I think the only people you can trust is like Kiefer. And, yeah, and Maggie. And Q. you can't even <laughs> trust his wife because apparently his wife <sighs> is stepping out on him, and now the bait the. The idiot older kid is maybe not the okay. cousin. Except Can that we he, talk about he knows that. This wait a minute. This is what annoyed me in this episode. Well, a couple of things did, but this <laughs> one in particular. Okay, here we go. The wife has had an affair, and the son is not his son. Right. Really, do we need to go through this again in another TV show? Right. Why is it the wife is lying about the the? I, I don't like that. I don't think it's necessary. Me neither. Well, at least it didn't seem like she was lying to Kiefer about it. It just 
they're lying. She to is her. lying to. No, she's lying to Kiefer. Because Aiden Canto's character says, "Does he know that the president's not his son?" Oh, I guess maybe she she's was lying asking to if the son knew that Kiefer's not his dad. Kiefer knows. Might not oh, yeah, be he did dad. say that. And he so, did say that. So the whole thing is that is that she, you know, they both know and they've put it behind them, but they haven't told their son. Uh, oh. but, uh, so now there's but something out annoying, there because that kid's annoying. Well, yeah, I missed now that there's part. something out there hanging that could, you know, cause more problems within the family and see, and for him if if that got out, you know, type of thing. Or, or the other part you, about that that annoyed me is the fact that that now means we have to see this damn kid. Right. I was yeah. he was <laughs> yes. put on the back burner and we wouldn't have to see his butt anymore. But now because of this story, we're going to have to have a whole lot of him. Yeah, and probably. And so. I'm like, okay, that's going to ruin it for me. Yeah. This, he was annoying in the first what two three episodes exactly well part of what was annoying in the first couple of episodes was that the capital was just bombed should be really be spending time on the teenage son of the president (laughs) like is this where the story should focus like like this is why is this a thing why why are we watching that and even if that was a thing why is it a thing right now like why would you even be thinking about (laughs) like like that after the situ- after what just happened, and uh, you know, so it, it's little things like that. There's little things in the show that bother me, things like uh, room 105 being like a secret room, or you know, not a room on the plans, or that you would yeah. that you would know about. Yet she says, "Can you overlay the plans over the bombing site?" And he overlays the and then they're the like, digital it's plans. Room 105. And 105 is right there on the plans, and I was like. Shouldn't it not be marked? <laughs> like, <if> it, yeah. <laughs> well, now, was that after, before or after she got the the blueprint? Of I it? think it was after. Well, she was supposed to. Have but gotten, I also like, had the, the same reaction. Like, shouldn't it be secret? <laughs> yeah, she was supposed to have gotten, you know, gotten the di- you know the guy says that he gave the digital plans to so and so, but they also made it sound like this was like a, you know, not on the type of thing, and so it just felt weird. It's just little things like that that feel weird. Uh, in the show that they they don't seem to take super care with some of the details mm. or where some of the situations and some of the it still bothers me like you said it's only like a couple of weeks now since since the bombing and maybe things would now be a little bit back to normal but it really bothered me in the beginning when they would show these transitional scenes where life looked just normal in Was- downtown Washington DC you know the buses mm-hmm. were running on time and and people were walking around the streets and and whatnot, and you were just like, uh, "Didn't the Capitol just like blow up <laughs> yesterday? Like, this doesn't seem. It seems like really weird. It it to me at times some t- some things have felt like a little too like still running too well. Like things are still mm-hmm. going about mm-hmm. that it it seems like they shouldn't be. And I I don't. It, it's little things like that that that. Uh, pull me out of it where i go wait that's why is that on the they just said it wasn't on the plans why is it on the plans or or somebody has a line of dialogue that just you go really you you, you that that's like such a uh, a weird like old like cliche line that you're just like pulling out uh in, in some of these things and uh and then like i said they have some of these other type of scenes where they have they just hold on somebody just a little bit so that it yeah. makes you question them, but the only reason they're doing that is so that you'll question them. 
Right. And not because there's actually anything that's happened totally. Uh, you know that she's out for power and she's like she said, she's a straight shooter. She told him to his face that, right. <laughs> that she's like, you know, gunning, gunning for him. the, the and you know, we'll go her. against him if it, fa- if it fails. Oh, by the way, I'm going to not back you up in yeah. public. But even previously, she said, you know, when the next when the next election is, she's going to run. You know, right. Type of thing like that's a uh, that's a thing. And so it still seems like it's all going to come around to being that there's some you know, secret group within the government or something yeah. or some, sure. some other group that has, you know, that maybe the plan is, is that you get, this guy survives and he becomes a hero and he, be, you know, who knows if their plan is that he becomes the vice president or he becomes uh, politically more viable than, you know, just being like the speaker of the house or something like that because of being the only one that uh, was saved in the, in the thing. And so, mm-hmm. I'm nervous for I'm nervous for Nikita though because yeah what he said is did you tell who else have you told I yeah. was like oh don't tell him nobody yeah he might choke you right now because then you'll die or yeah that, or that person's definitely going to die <laughs> like right so I don't know I just and I don't really care about all the other political stuff on the show I wish they would focus on the who who did the bombing mm-hmm. and let Nikita and Kiefer team up. Yeah, and then what a powerhouse duo they would be. Yeah, and I don't care about his chief of staff and the other girl, whatever she's supposed to be. Yeah, um, I do like Cal Penn a whole lot. I like him a lot too. Like him a lot. I'm glad I like him as the as the press secretary with the. You can't just keep twist, you know, twisting to talking points, and he goes, "Watch me." Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I do like that because there's little bits of humor in the show which I like. So. That's always good. I just I needed to kind of shake out the kinks so that we can move forward and have just a great show. It's still even here. What are we five episodes in? It still feels like the show could be so much better. Like, it's great, but it still has like you know to be. Yeah, it just yeah. feels like there's little, there's just little, little pieces, little things that are just like pulling at it. You know, like yeah, it, little strings. Yeah, don't don't pull on that string because then right. the whole thing yeah. will unravel. <laughs> and they, they just need to like tighten a few things up here and there. Uh, and then and then once we're a few weeks in, I I think some of the things that bother me won't bother me anymore because it right. will make sense for those things to be happening. But right, but right now mm-hmm. they feel like really weird. Uh, you know, for them to someone stopped me at my office and said, "I don't like the glasses he wears." And I said, you're wrong. <laughs> Kiefer is beautiful. <laughs> so that's the one thing I hope they don't change. So that's designated survivor. Queen Sugar is, I want to say, maybe my favorite show this season. Season one, episode eight, Wherewithal. Yes. yes in which I yes. finally found myself saying it's about time that Remy and Charlie got a little action with each other. Really? I love them so much. See, and I was like, it's too soon. Well, I did, as they're making out on the couch or on the porch or whatever, I did think to myself, she literally just took her rings off. <laughs> but, literally. Literally and put them in a napkin or whatever. But I also love them together. I do too. I will say I like them. Um, but I think it's too soon. I miss Greg Vaughn's character and I understand why he's not around. And I understand that like, they're going to slowly bring him back in now that he's like calling Nova again. Um, I just think he's a beautiful man. 
my god okay can we talk about the men in this show for um a minute? yeah <laughs> okay so we call him lover detective because we can't ever get his name straight <laughs> i have on no our... idea what his name is on the show <laughs> i know but we call him lover detective oh, we so don't cool. even know if he's a detective or not but that's what his name is he <laughs> is beautiful he's hello beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you kick that man out of your house? Exactly. Whatever reason. Yeah. He was wrong anyway. And then, can we talk about the fineness? Wrong. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh-huh. Nova's always wrong, I feel like. She's she always wrong. She's got issues. But I like that about her. <laughs> yeah. I love Routina Wesley. Oh, my God. She's so but good. then, can we talk about the beauty that is Ralph Angel? <sighs> O-M-G. There's I mean, anything more beautiful. That first, well, I know we're, we're talking about episode eight, but so yes. he, has, he does the same facial expressions in almost every episode, which is fine because they're, <laughs> they're so great. Yes. And they're consistent. <laughs> and they're consistent. And it's, it, it makes sense for the character. He makes a lot of mistakes. So he's yeah. got to deal with a bunch of angst. And so he's got to have these angsty looks. But man, oh man, that is a fine man. Is there anything better than when he's with Blue, though? Oh, my gosh. Yes. No, it makes him, like, better. even hotter. Yes. With that little kid. Blue is the cutest. It's so he- funny that, like, this little kid is just... And talk about a child actor. Like, he is adorable. And he's not adorable in that grading TV adorable kind of way. Like, he's just so good. He's good. And he's a good little actor, too. Yeah. And I kept saying, are they related for real? Because the way he just looks at Ralph Angel and the way, you know, they talk to each other and look, I don't know. There's something I feel like they're either making them spend a lot of time together on set or something to where they can kind of give some kind of bond going. Because the way they just they just interact with each other is real. Yeah, I agree it feels with that. Yeah. I am. Um, Bianca Lawson... I don't think she ages and hasn't aged in probably 30 years because she's been playing the same person for 30 years. But um, <laughs> I, I think good. she's so good. And she I just, the, the show, I had, it wasn't on my radar at all. And I watched the first two episodes and I was just like a crying mess. Like this show, mm-hmm. I was like snotty and wiping my yes. tears. And like the first couple episodes just slayed me. And then it's Agreed. just, it's beautifully shot. It's yes. beautifully acted. It's beautifully written, direct, like you name it. The show has everything. And I, I recently, as I was watching the credits, Michelle Adegiocello did this music. You know, the cool thing about this show, which is one reason I love it so much, is that out of the 13 episodes, they're all directed by women. Yep. Of different nationalities, races, whatever you want to call color. And they're written by women. And look at the richness you can get from that. And I know there's a lot of shows out there that you ha- you don't see any women at all right. on the writing staff, in the directing room, you know, doing any of that work. And then we get these one note characters. And to me, that's what makes this one so rich because it has all of that. And it the people that, that they've written yeah. are so flawed and so, but like not in a grading kind of way that you don't want to watch their flaws. Like, Mm-hmm. I love how broken Charlie is and how Nova does nothing right, but she's still like got the biggest heart. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I can't and, say enough. And everybody I talk to, they're like, what's your favorite show? I'm like, right now it's gotta be Queen, Queen Sugar. Sugar. Like, I yep. love it. It's and great. I, I mean, 
I, because I'm a woman, I guess I am their demographic, but I, you know, I don't know the struggle and I, I'm, I'm not a woman of color, so I don't know um, that world, but this brings me into it. And I, yes. it's universal. I think it is universal. You don't really even have to be, but you, but it's just the sentiment. It's the family. Yeah. It's the feelings that exactly. people have. It's that's universal. It doesn't go by color lines or anything. And I really love that. I hated, um, Vi's character on Parenthood she was just the worst um she was Jasmine's mom on Parenthood and she was just so annoying and I wanted her to never be in an episode ever again but here I just <laughs> love this woman and I love that Holly I mean that that back I know it wasn't much in this episode but the hurricane happened and so that he was around but mm-hmm. I just the whole thing with Eric Alexander and how great she was and how you know, you think that he's kind of being this bad guy and he's got this other woman, but it's like such a, a the depth of story there that it's like, no, here's exactly what happened. And once it finally came out, he was truthful. I wish he had been truthful before. Before, yes. Um, and because he did tell her the whole truth, but only after she accidentally found out because the <laughs> bipolar woman showed up on her better crab boil. Oh, but exactly. oh, God, I, I agree. Aunt Vi and Hollywood are the cutest. Yeah. The cutest thing. And and even though I was hating him the other episode, this one I was like, okay, you've mm-hmm. redeemed yourself a little bit. Just the way that he was like, okay, I got to take care of the house, even though she's done kicked me out. Right. And I need to come. I need to. We're doing the things like we normally do. Like we're getting the liquor. We're getting the cards. We're going to play spate. And he's like, okay, partner, because they always partner. Right. And he like he forgot for a minute that they were fighting. And, and I think that's what family does too. I yeah. mean, you know, my sister and I will go at it like like Charlie and Nova for whatever reason and like stupidest, stupidest things. And like five minutes later it's like, Oh, we're sisters. Like we're fine. Mm-hmm. We still have that drama, but we'll get through it. And I just I don't know. I love it. Yeah, it touches the heart. It really does. And this episode in particular, what did you think about um, Darla and her pop, first of all, popping up in the middle of a hurricane? My God. That was kind of strategic. Yes. And then <laughs> and then getting caught over there. But then Aunt Vi's reaction to her and then what she said at the end. I actually really like the moment that she shared with Hollywood's character. Like yes. after she gave her big speech and they had that moment and you could tell in his face that he was like, girl, I'm with you. Like, I get you and I understand your apology and what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of almost a reassuring, like, I think Vi could come around. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought I've never seen her better than she was in like in any role she's ever played. That moment where she was, you know, I want to apologize. And she went into the whole thing. It was beautiful. It was. And what do you say to that? How do you keep right. judging someone for that after them acknowledging they were on rock bottom and thanking you for taking care of them and her and her child? And right. I was just like, I didn't cry, but it was it was one of those moments you could have. Exactly. It was. Yeah. And I and I like that now there is story there that they can maybe follow up on that. And obviously it's going to be a big deal in the last couple episodes of the season where she's back and how yeah. does that affect everybody? Cause obviously Ralph Angel's going to fall right back into it. You know, mm-hmm. she's clearly probably the love of his life and you don't yeah. forget that. And well, uh, as evidence as that booty call they had the other day. Yeah. 
you just showed up at the trailer. Exactly. You know, well, after, well, that was one thing I didn't like. He was talking all that mess on her and then showed up at the trailer. It's like, mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we see you, Ralph Angel. <laughs> <laughs> and I just also am very worried about their crop. And I hope that something yes. goes right for this family. I and know, that's but my hope for the season. <laughs> I don't think it will. I know. I don't know how it can with all the, I don't know. They're making Charlie now. She's been a little bit annoying but i love how they kind of make her over the top and a little bit too insensitive to people sometimes but then yeah. on the other hand she'll tell nova off in a minute and everything she says i agree with 100 percent, exactly 100%. yeah it's I just guess, a great great show i think the only real person i knew i mean i knew bianca lawson obviously and like tina leffert i knew from parenthood but and rutina wesley obviously i knew but i don't know the other character or the other actors as well and it's just been really great to find them and see how they do every week and i just love it yes agreed agreed but love queen sugar i can't wait to see more i'm i'm loving it it's, we've only got three no wait five left yeah which i was i thought i was three behind but i was only two behind because i had traveled and now i'm all caught up and ready, ready. and so yes, everybody should be watching the show. Go yes. find it. I will share with you my um, login for <laughs> Xfinity <laughs> so that you can watch it on demand. Cause it's, I mean, I shared it with a couple people and I was like, here, watch this. And then they all thank me because it's so good. It's that good. It is that good. Yes. The so next show, The Walking Dead, season seven, episode two, The Well. I will say I did watch the last five minutes of the first episode for my first episode of The Walking Dead in six years. And I was like, what is happening? Oh, you gave up. You gave up after the first season. I gave up so long ago. And I think it was just a matter of it being opposite other things. And Mm -hmm. so I just never stayed on it. But that was brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Talk about. Switching shows. Yeah, 180 yeah. degree change from the previous episode. Not that this show hasn't sort of done that before. I mean, it changes. It does yeah. this a lot. It changes perspective. It shows you, you know, it does episodes that only include, you know, subsets of characters. Uh, the thing that felt a little bit weird about this episode is that when we pick things up in the, you know, the next time we with, were with, back with Rick and that group is how far will we have jumped ahead time-wise? Will it have been a little bit after the events, or will we still be watching that series of events taking place? That's a good question. You know, where we're going to get two or three episodes of that before it sort of catches up time-wise with... Because clearly we got at least more, at least a week, more than a week of of them being in the kingdom. Yeah, I think it's going to be about a week. You know, it, it had to have been at least... Because uh, it seemed like, I mean, it had already been a couple days, and then Morgan was talking about it would be at least a couple, you know, a week or more before she might be able to uh, get her up around on her own. And then we see different things happening and different interactions and, and things. And so it had to have been at least where we're over a week, you know, we're nine, ten plus days past the events of that we saw finally take place in the previous episode so it makes me wonder where things uh, were going to to be with that storyline except that this group is another group that is also dealing with the saviors you know and uh, i did like finding out that (laughs) that they basically feed all the pigs that they're catching for that group oh that was awesome (laughs) they feed they feed them 
uh, zombies. The <laughs> yeah, walkers. Uh, before they they slaughter them and and uh, send them uh, on their way there. But that that was uh, that that was pretty funny. Like their their little underhanded way of getting you know something back. But yeah, this other group now finding out like there are other groups that this one group sort of has control over, you know, is, is kind of interesting, but the whole story that they told here is just way more interesting than yes. anything they were doing on the other side. Yes. The conversation on the bench, you know, where he just basically Ezekiel. lays, yeah, where Ezekiel just lays everything out. Like, yeah, my name's Ezekiel, but you know, I'm basically just, yeah. an, I'm basically just an actor playing a part because these people need, you know, something, you know, someone to follow. Yeah. I thought that was so interesting uh, that he wasn't just this, you know, the original character that they portray. Like, is this guy just insane or or like what? So it was interesting to see that he's just actually sort of a normal guy. He's just taken on this persona. Yeah. So much more interesting. And th- these types of stories. But then we're going to go back having to deal with the other side of the things. Here, kill, kill, kill. Yeah. And... Why was there a tiger? Yeah. Uh, he's so he's. Do y'all talk about? Well, I guess it's aired. So, um, he's a zookeeper, or he oh. was a zookeeper, and he and Shiva, I think it's with a V, um, bonded when he was a zookeeper because she got oh. injured, and he was he went in there and helped her, and um, he never she never attacked him or bared her teeth to him anyway. So after the zombie. You know, apocalypse happened. He kind of migrated back to the zoo, and she was there alone, hungry, almost dying. Hmm. He said, "Just like me." And so we paired up, and she's helped protect him, and he's helped protect her. And oh, nice. So yeah, but he kind of uses that as in his king persona, which I thought was interesting to hear how that came about. Because when, honestly, when. Morgan wheeled her into the auditorium or wherever they were. I have the same look on my face that she did. Like, what the F is going on? <laughs> Who is this guy with this tiger? I mean, the look on her face was, I, I laughed. I was yeah, like, she was trying to keep from laughing. Carol. <laughs> and she finally did just laugh. Like, I don't know what the heck is going on here. Like you're a King. Okay. Oh, got it. And there is a tiger. Okay. All right, your majesty. Yeah, I did like also in that conversation that he calls her out on he goes on her persona that she puts on mm-hmm. and how that that's probably worked really well for her. And we've seen that it has worked really well for her in the past. And but he like actually saw right through it. And it it's sort of like all of a sudden you were like, wait, are we are we now shipping Ezekiel and Carol? <laughs> like, no. When, when he shows up at the end with the with the pomegranate and his tiger, yeah, uh, it was sort of it was sort of weird. Yeah. I I like that he just like dropped the facade for her and then also like called her out on hers, and that they had like sort of an open conversation about like what the world is really like right now. Hmm. Yes, and why he's doing the way what he's doing. I I I didn't even think of it in a shippy kind of way. I hope they don't go that route because not everybody needs to be yeah. together on the show. I didn't either until at the end when sh- he showed up with the pomegranate and she kind of smiled. And then I was like, no, they're not gonna. Like, <laughs> but I feel like, well, I could be totally wrong. 
I feel like what he likes her because he can be his true self and she can be her true self because they've already gotten past all of that. Yeah, he saw somebody else that was putting on a, a front. Putting on a front and had also been you know, was sort of in a spot that he had been in before and now he's choosing to, you know, sort of embrace the life that they have and try and make it as yeah. good as as possible. As possible. I like that she the the whole idea of the going but not so she's basically yes. gonna, she's basically going to live I, in the house down the road. <laughs> so she, I didn't get that at first. I'm like, okay, what does this mean? And then when they when they go back to that house, I'm like, oh yeah, that was kind of I like that. And so still sort of close, but sort of on her own, you know, and so, on her uh, own because she can't really. Morgan was right; she can't survive out there on your own. Yeah, not you for really long. can't. No, you gotta have help. You gotta have somewhere to go. You know, I don't like it, though, when they're in one place too long. But I know that that's just part of the show and they can't be roaming forever. But I think they're best when they're moving. I feel like we should be in Texas by now or New York or something. Hmm. I know that's just part of because of what they have to do with the show and probably how expensive it would be to move. But I'm OK. I liked I actually like this episode, but I actually but I like Carol and I like Morgan, although his peacemaker mess gets on my nerves sometimes, but. Well, I liked this whole episode too, with Morgan sort of questioning his, like he was telling the one kid, he goes, I thought I had it all figured out and I didn't. You know, like now I'm not, now I'm not really sure. What do you think that means? Is that you think he's questioning being a peacemaker? Or that, you know, the, at least the whole never having to kill, that that's mm. not. You know, because he's now seen that some of the things that he's done has led to other people, you know, ultimately ending up dying because he, you know, because they, you know, didn't kill somebody at the time or that ultimately he, the only way to save Carol when he finally caught up with her was to, you know, shoot the other people. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise they would have both been dead. I, I like that they now have him, you know, questioning his his whole sort of Zen outlook on things and how, uh, how he had come, uh, you know, and I don't know. I just thought that both, both storylines within this new context of learning about this new, you know, this new place Kingdom. Mm -hmm. was, I, I just found the episodes interesting and I wish that they could do more of that and less of the, just like brutality for brutality's sake type of stuff yes. that they did in the last episode. I know. I agree. And it was a dumb way. Well, I didn't have as many issues as some people did with the other one, except for the fact that they made us wait for so long. Well, yeah, uh, that, that too, they're trying to manipulate the audience and thinking that we're stupid and we need to have this to fill the deaths that happened. We didn't need that. What we needed for it was for you to tell us last season what it was or at least and at then the beginning not of this episode us... but yeah they, they and not us halfway the... through this episode the first yes. episode to, to find out and then you find out it's also a second one not just one person but then they have the scene with rick on the the roof of the camper yeah and he he's picturing like everybody dying and so they're trying to like try and trick you that more people than just two died or that everybody died or some weird thing and you're just yeah it was just like too much. Uh, it was. They could have got their point across. And... 
the most interesting parts was when they were just in the group, you know, when we were seeing what happened. And then we didn't really need to see it. Phys- we didn't need to see the hits. Yeah. I didn't need to see that. Or a lingering shot of the result of the. Yes. Of the hits, no. you know. Right. That, uh, we get the point. All that type of stuff. But yeah, it was a little, it was a little much. And then followed up by an episode where, you know, like there's. There's one Nothing. there's well, there's like one little skirmish, you know, yep, type of thing it. between <laughs> uh, a couple of, you know, one guy from the saviors and one guy from the kingdom. But and, and a few, you know, a few zombies uh, that get yeah. taken out uh, and it also and but they although they did do that in sort of a weird way where because Carol was shot and losing blood, she was like hallucinating like that they were killing Oh, I like that. I actually really like that part, that sequence. Yeah, that she was seeing that was like what really, they really look like. The real people. And yeah, it was that was a, that was a little strange, but at least, to, but for the most part, it was like your standard. They they killed a few zombies, but most part, it was character stuff, and that's some of the interesting stuff that they do yes. from time to time in this show is is the character stuff, and I think they get. I don't know. Sometimes I think showrunners think people watch their shows for different reasons than people actually watch their shows. <laughs> <laughs> and so they focus on all the big violent type things and and things like that where that's not – they could have had Negan break Rick and all of that stuff without showing you – you know, having to show you so much of – yeah. Of it, you know, well, and, 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 and I, I think you're right, though. It, it, it really was the that just drawing it out last year's season finale was, you know, they were basically saying the whole time Negan's coming, Negan's coming. Who's going to get the bat? And then, yeah, and then, and they, then nothing. Then they do a 90 minute episode that leaves you fading to black with the swing of a bat. And yeah. then they don't open up with the result of that. Right. They open exactly. up back before that. And then. And then take you up to that again, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, you're just. They thought they were clever. They weren't. Yeah, they were, they were too clever by half. And, they uh, weren't. Yeah. It just didn't uh, quite uh, quite work. But then this episode is more of the along the lines why I continue to watch the show. And so I'm, yeah. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. I think they listen to the wrong things at the wrong time sometimes. Like, I know there are people out there that hate episodes like this because there's no action. Now, I love action, yeah. too, but I like characters more. I mean, I like a good mix of both. We don't have yeah. to have all, all action, action all the time. There needs to be a good reason for the action. And yes. like last season, they had some interesting things with... There just happened to be a zombie pit that was breaking free, and oh, that was a great one. There was yes. going to be a lot of zombies coming, so that created a lot of action, a lot of things they had to do to try and yes, and save their, you know, where they were living. And so there's a you know stuff like that where it makes sense within, uh, you know, what's going on, and and then other times it feels like uh, it's not quite as thought through. They're just. Mm-hmm. Going through the motions. I don't know. I don't think I they they got the reaction they were hoping to get for like the Negan character. Like they didn't create the what 
the vibe no. that you know, like was really supposed to happen or something. It was. I think it was the stretch. I think that's really what did it. I mean, by that point, we're de- desensitized. It had been since April. Mm-hmm. You had already cheated us with Glenn last season at the very first half of the season. Yeah, they don't kill Glenn like cheat. three times. Yeah, and it was a cheat. And I, I know I was really upset by that. Like, okay, really? He slid underneath there and he's okay? No, that's not right. Yeah. And so that to me, when you go that far, so now we're at the finale, you don't tell us who it is, then you string us through the summer, and then we finally get to it and you string us for twenty more minutes. Well, by the time it happened, we're all like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> shoot. I mean, you should have told us I mean, we cared last season. We don't really care now. At this point, we're like, whatever. We're just watching because we hope to see a semblance of the show that we loved come back at some yeah. point and so we'll see if it does. i'm gonna still watch it of course because i've been watching from the very beginning i'm not gonna give up on it but it does make me angry when they do heavy-handed dumb stuff like that to try to trick us or to make us feel a certain way when all they have to do is tell a good story and we're gonna feel that way anyway you don't have to go through all these trickery things you know to do it yes so that's prime time yep um, just some quick reality survivor and hell's kitchen. I'm still watching hell's kitchen. Cause my buddy Johnny's still on it and Gordon doesn't hate him. Uh, he almost went home last week, but he didn't. And I'm just kind of hating what kind of a jerk he is Johnny, but he's the same guy that he's been since I've known him since he was nine. So I shouldn't be surprised. Um, but I still hope he wins. And, um, on survivor, I don't have, Oh, Ken is totally my favorite. Uh, Not only is he a gorgeous, gorgeous man, Mm -hmm. like so good looking, um, he seems to have a good mind for playing the game too. Excuse me. I'm glad that they got rid of who they got rid of because um, you don't make your showmance known right away because that's a weakness. Like if you're in a showmance and you admittedly know it and then you're like, yeah, we're we we were hiding it and now we're not hiding it. Well, people are going to see that you guys are like waking up, making out. And also, you're so gross. Why would you make out with someone when you're that gross? And that was so uh, funny when um, I can't remember any of their names, but yeah, I don't know anybody except Figgy. That's the only name in Canada. Oh, yeah. I couldn't stand her. Couldn't stand her. But the other girl was Michaela. She's she's like, How are y'all making out? You ain't brushed your teeth. You haven't had a bath. Your hair is nasty. She's How so are you funny. guys making out right here in the middle of this jungle? I think I'm rooting for Michaela too because she just doesn't give a crap. She's just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna be myself. And if you don't yes. like, like me, and when she was helping the other team to get uh, immunity so that the like Taylor's team could go into whatever, and yes. he she was just like, I do what I do. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I wanted to help them. I didn't want to help the others. I just it's. They've managed to make it still exciting. And I say this all the time. We're in the 33rd season. And I still honestly, there are some seasons of Survivor where they've had like a clear winner from the beginning that no one was really going to beat these people. But I still feel like this is anyone's game. And there's no one I really don't like at this point. And they got uh, rid of her, Figgy. They got rid of her. Like I didn't want her around. Yes, yes. And I didn't want her to win because I felt like she was just like, she thought everybody else was stupid and you yeah, can't win by thinking you people you're playing with are dumb. Mm-hmm. So she's gone. And we'll, I'm interested to see if Taylor is able to even play a game without this girl by his side. 
And what was the other guy's name that him and Taylor and her were in? That's it. The other long-haired guy, I like him too. I do too. And then there's the super young guy, Will, who has a super deep voice, but he's like 12. Yes, he's um, good. Yeah, there's like, there's, they've got a really good cast this season. Nobody's, I think maybe their Sunday might be kind of like fading to the background. Like she's kind of an fly under the radar, but everyone else is actually putting up a good fight and making good moves and making smart decisions. And so I'm... I'm totally on board for this whole season. I'm very excited that um, I'm still totally into it. And I, I, I'm not rooting for anybody really. And I'm not rooting actively against anybody just yet. Give me a couple more weeks and I will. Not anymore. Now that she's gone. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and now it's like happy go lucky. Whoever wins. Maybe Dave is too neurotic for his own good, but oh. he's not, he's playing a good game. Like he, pl- he did the right thing a couple weeks ago, playing his immunity for someone because it helped him in the game. It like helped him. They're yeah. making good decisions, which I think is important because you don't want to see these people. I always hate when like they go out with an idol in their pocket or they're com- like, I, I love a blind side, but then when there's too many blind sides, it's like, okay, guys, they can't yeah. all be blind sides, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. But this season has been very good. So I'm, I'm very excited. It, about it. it has. Hey, question on that yeah. line. Have, do y'all know where the amazing race is? Because usually, I, usually they do air it yeah. um, with Survivor. I know they have a season in the can, and I have a feeling they were thinking a show would fail at this oh. point. Um, <laughs> but nothing has on CBS yet. MacGyver's like doing gangbusters for them, so I don't think it's going to come back on Fridays. Um, at least not yet. Um, so I'm sure it'll be mid-season. I just don't know what it will replace. Maybe Pure Genius will get the wicked city treatment, but it did okay in the ratings. So I don't know. I, I, I know they have one and I think they're filming a second one. So they'll have two seasons of the amazing race for this season. Oh, I just don't know where they're going to put them. I missed that one. I've been looking for it. And been it's a it. show like me and amazing race. I've watched every episode, every season. And I say it all the time that I'm like, this is the season where I'm done. Cause they get their stupid. Like I didn't care about the vine stars or whatever the social media mm. stars. But then it turned mm-hmm. out to be a pretty good season, and I did really root for Tyler. But so it's not one of those shows that I'm like as excited about. But when it's back, I'll absolutely watch it and enjoy it yes. and be totally involved in it. So yes, maybe Did they'll I? play it between seasons of Survivor, Survivor seasons? or something like that, yeah. and that'll that be work. like that time period will be like the oh yeah, the put it on Wednesday or something like that, that could work because they don't have anything else really that would go there, especially with Big Brother being on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll spread it out more like that, so another season of Survivor doesn't start right up. Yeah, and then maybe again, the second season will be like a summer, late in the year, and run into the summer or something. Yeah, which I mean, it's guaranteed ratings for them if they do. So yes. So that's was there other reality that I'm watching? I don't think there is. Sure, I'm forgetting something. And then, so I give a little recap of my time in Chicago for NBC's One Chicago Press Day. It was so much fun. So uh, Monday of last week, I was on, I was at Lagunitas Brewery for a and a with uh, just about everybody under the sun from Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med, and the new show Chicago Justice. And we talked about, um, I got to talk to Jason Begay this year, and he's super intense, um, Voight. And... I got to talk to Oliver Platt this year and Tori DeVito. So it's good. Like this year I, did, I got to talk to a bunch of people I didn't get to talk to last year and they all gave us good information. And the, the most wonderful thing that I found as a huge law and order fan, 
I was a big Michael Moriarty fan when he was on his, his, he was in the first two seasons. He was the DA, Ben Stone and uh, the law and order executive producer. Who's now the Chicago justice executive producer was like, here's a scoop for you. Um, Philip Winchester, the lead in Chicago justice is playing a character named Peter Stone and Peter Stone is Ben Stone's son. And so the worlds all are united and uh, Lorraine Toussaint's character in Chicago Justice is a character that was on Law and & Order and um, Shambhala Green. And I'm just so excited that the worlds are all kind of overlapping. The only thing is, Essie Patha Merkerson's character kind of creates a paradox because she's not playing Anita Van Buren as the head of the hospital. And Anita Van Buren did work with Shambhala Green and Ben Stone. So maybe she just has a twin. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing when they do do to those types of things but then they don't with one yeah or something like that is uh yeah but i mean i trust these guys i feel like they could um explain it away oh you look familiar something like that (laughs) it was really good great great stuff with everybody we talked to a bunch of people we talked to people from every show we didn't get everybody that was there um sadly patty had the flu the love of my life patty fluger had the flu so he wasn't there Jesse Spencer didn't do the Q and A's during the day, but I did get to say hello to him at night. And it was really fun. Cause he was like, I was like, Oh, Hey, we didn't get to talk to you today. And, and he says to me, Amory, how are you? And I wasn't wearing a name tag. Ooh. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. So <laughs> that was um, you from the year before you remember me from last year. So that was good. I mean, maybe it was good. That's I don't awesome. know what curtain I did at the end of the night. <laughs> um, but so the party was, then there was the, that was all day we did. And then we went to the set. We went to Chicago Med and we got to like play in a heart, like in a chest. Kirk got to crack open a chest. And then we went to Chicago Fire and they kind of showed us how they light someone on fire safely. And then um, we got to take our pictures with judge robes. And we, they gave us um, placards that said, like, the Honorable Amory Cunningham on it. We got to take our picture like we were a judge in the Chicago Justice courtroom. And Carl Weathers was, like, arguing a case in front of us. And, my, and Carl Weathers says to me, are you related to Randall? Because my last name's Cunningham. And I was like, no. But until I was about seven years old, I told people I was. But nobody believed me. <laughs> and he was like, I would have believed you. So Carl Weathers and I bonded. And then and they took us outside. And the stunt people from Chicago PD flipped a car like showed us how they like flip a car safely in front of us so that was really exciting and then we went and relaxed a little bit and then there was a party it was like the season kickoff party even though it was a couple weeks into the season but chicago fire celebrated their 100th episode of the party they had a nice like 100th episode fire engine cake got to say hello to a bunch of people uh amon walker stopped me and told me that it was fantastic talking to me and i was like do go on is he Uh, the captain he is I love him. I love him so much. And he's oh got my gosh, he is beautiful gorgeous. British accent. And he's, oh, he's British? British? Oh, my God. You should you should look up video of Eamon Walker. Actually, uh, he when I post video on my take on TV, he speaks in this, like, beautiful, like, oh, his accent is incredible. And I love him. Okay, uh, you need to get those videos out. Yeah. That. That. <laughs> that. Then, <laughs> then we decided, so we went to the party. We had some fun with some NBC people. And then Kurt and I took off um, with some publicist and LaRoyce uh to go to another bar and we met a bunch of rookies from the Chicago Fire soccer team like the major league soccer team so Kurt and I obviously made fast friends with them and then Royce was like I want a burger so at midnight we went and got burgers with Kevin Atwater from Chicago PD it was just a lot of fun and I was not as in bad shape on Tuesday this year as I was on Tuesday last year I was better behaved because you actually (laughs) ate a burger this time 
because I actually <laughs> ate something this year uh, to go along with my tequila and pineapple that I drank <laughs> from like 6 p.m. on. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, we go hard for Chicago One Chicago Day. And I got a beautiful sweatshirt that I really love um, and a beanie that says One Chicago on it. And I just love these shows unapologetically. And everybody I talk to, I'm just like, you know what I love? I love the little crossovers. And then everybody we talk to were like, yeah, we love the little crossovers too because it makes sense that these people are friends and would be in a scene at a bar because they're all going to hang out at the same bar. So it was just a good day. And I, I hope that they do it as long as all the shows are on because I don't see a reason why Chicago Justice won't be a hit. I, I just love it. I love them. Dick Wolf knows what he's doing. And that's my set visit recap that's awesome it's so much fun another fun time in chicago it always is kurt and i live it up kurt <laughs> uh, we have a great time we went to a map museum map not math like everybody thinks i keep saying um <laughs> we looked at ancient maps for two hours and it was wonderful so yeah we go hard we look at maps uh yeah those are well there's all kinds of interesting places to go in chicago and, and very true that uh but on the subject of Chicago, I mean, that was where I actually got to meet Sister K in person. So, oh, really? And so, yes, we, we actually met in person at Podcast Movement last. Oh, that's uh, awesome! In July, so yes, we did. Kind of fun to have uh, have actually a lot of people that I bring onto the podcast never actually. Met I know. <laughs> I don't know these people, and so uh, so it's always uh, fun when you have actually. That was fun. That was like life. an hour long conversation with a bunch of people in the hallway. Yeah, see, that's the best part of the best of, part of podcast movement. Like you go and there's just tons of podcasters there and you like people who like to talk there. And there's but there's lots, Hello. there's lots of stuff <laughs> happening. There's like all these things. And we were going to, you know, some of us were like planning on going to the closing keynote. But after, but we just got to talking and pretty soon we were just like, oh, well, that's over. So and we just kept on talking, you know. Like, yep, exactly. And then pretty soon it was like, oh, they're uh, it's pretty much over. It's time it's to over. Go. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it ended That's... up being just there was like what like five or six like TV podcasters that just all ended up. And I hadn't met any other. TV podcasters the whole time until then. So I was a little bummed out. And then so that's why when I met y'all, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to stay here and talk. These are my people. Yeah. <laughs> I always love when I find like my people in the crowd. I'm like, all right, these people, if I talk about TV for two hours, are going to be right there with me. Let's do it. Yes. Yes. It was awesome. So TV recommendations. I, I mean, I guess Chicago shows now that I've been talking about it. I'll just say you guys should watch them. Now is the is the Chicago legal? Is it? I haven't even seen anything. No, that's about... going to probably be out in January. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm not as behind no. as I thought it was. There was like a backdoor pilot, but it hasn't aired otherwise. You know, I only catch the Chicago Fire on occasion. Um, I don't know. I think something else is on at the same time. But when I do catch it, I'm always engrossed in it. I don't know what's yeah. who the people are, but I'm like, oh, what, <laughs> what? What happened with the old boyfriend? Somebody exactly. assaulted somebody. And now he's week. stabbed in the jugular. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I need to go back and watch it from the beginning because that's a, it's really interesting when I do see it. Love it. So, Jason, did you end up with a recommendation or no? Uh, I'm going to skip give it a recommendation this uh, week for, uh, due to time constraints. I'm going <laughs> Okay. I'm oh, sure. <laughs> no. No, nothing really this week. I mean, I can always pull something out to, to recommend, but 
You're recommending Killjoys, right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> always, you can always jump back in and, and recommend oh, catching up with one. Killjoys. Yeah. Uh, but I know that Sister K has a recommendation. Yeah, it's really, really random. And I don't <laughs> even know how I got started watching it, but it's called Finding Prince Charming. I am not the demographic for this show, <laughs> but I love it just the same. It is basically like a gay bachelor. And it is wonderful. It is great. And there's not a ton of like arguing. Mm. There, It has been some, but it's not the focus of the show, which I think yeah. is why I like it. And actually a lot of the, so basically um, Lance Bass is the host from NSYNC. And they found an interior decorator in my, from Miami, gorgeous man, who is there to meet, I think it's 15 guys when it starts, um, to find love and to have a family and get married and all that. And it just so happens that they're all men. Hmm. And it's basically like The Bachelor, but they're all gay. So he... It, he basically does the same thing. Instead of giving a rose, he gives a tie. Hmm. And then at, at the end of the episode, he'll take a tie back from someone he wants to send home. Oh. So it's really, really interesting. It's a really different take on The Bachelor. I don't watch The Bachelor, really, mm -hmm. but it's a different take, something I've never seen before. And I watched one episode one Saturday afternoon. It came on something. And I said, oh, I need to tape this. I need to see what happens next week because this one's acting crazy. And this <laughs> one over here, I can see they have chemistry. And, oh, yeah, I don't need to see next week because I see he's got his shirt off over there. And because they're all beautiful. All the bit on there are gorgeous. So it's been really interesting. I think they've had six or seven episodes so far. I think there's 10 or 11 and it's on the logo channel. Very cool. If you even know what that is. I didn't know what it was. Yes, but I do know. Yeah, I do. Know <laughs> I didn't even know, but I just passed it and I said, Oh, what is this? Oh, okay. I watch please like me on logo when it's on. Love, please like. There's so many channels these days. True. I was just reading the pivot shut down today. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was coming, but like they just ended their They're just done. I don't even know what pivot is. Never heard yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, apparently they were no longer able to, and so they are no longer. To pivot? Is that was that a joke? Yes, that was a pivot joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. But <laughs> um bum. So that's our recommendations. We do have um listener feedback. Chai Town Mimi wrote, Hey guys, after hearing the arguments between various critics regarding Lucifer, I finally started to watch the show. Jason, after watching the first three episodes, I get it. He is not some predator. He is very, very charming and handsome, though. Yes, he is. Most women will see him as sexy and charming. Yes, he is. His gift of getting people to reveal their hidden desires also gets them to lower their inhibition. Once their desires are revealed, most women have no reason not to move forward with their desires, which is carnal fascination. I mean, he is the devil, after all. So there's something tempting about bad things. This lady, she gets me, which is what he is living. He is a living, breathing manifestation of. Anyway, he's hot and he's funny. Loving this show so far. Toodles. Mimi, girl, I get you. And now you get nine more episodes. Yes, now you, now you get more episodes. I still find the show weird. I do. I did find this. Why do you find it so weird? I still find I, I did find the last episode interesting where the new coroner where she says something and he takes it as she wants to, you know, sleep with him. And she like sort of is like, no, 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 that's not but had like for a brief second was sort of, but then like stop. I mean, Tom Ellis is a beautiful man <laughs> and he can sing. So I found that interesting because that 
like hasn't happened before, like on the show. Well, we turn them down all the time. But there's something special there as to why that's sure, sure. That, that's happening as his uh, ability doesn't work on her. I don't know. There's just, uh, but yet it's her whole comment still sort of falls into the thing that sort of feels weird about it is that he still has this ability to get people to drop their inhibitions. And since he's sexy and hot and charming, it's cool. I mean, he does it to other men too. I know, but it, it all makes me feel icky. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I love it. And I can't wait to watch more episodes of Lucifer always. Cause I love it so much. If you have an opinion on this or anything else that we talked about, let us know so we can discuss it right yeah. into feedback at tvtimes3.com and let us know your thoughts on this or any of the other shows that we talked about this week. Yes. You can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about, as well as where you can find and listen to Sista K in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 346. Next week, Jason and Kyle will be joined by Jenny Warden from tvismypacifier.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. You guys are Aren't awesome. Friends, and we'll talk. I I would love to just keep talking Queen Sugar with you forever because yes. I don't have anybody here to talk about it with. Jason doesn't watch it. We gotta have you on our podcast then. Uh, we- yes, I could talk about the show for days. Yes. So we'll set it up. Yes. So thank you. It was always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We haven't talked before, but I feel like it will always be a pleasure. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. And- <laughs> it's been a pleasure, and indefinitely. Going forward, will always be. Will always uh, be. <laughs> and on that note, I hope everyone has a wonderful evening. All right. Bye. Thanks.